0: Eddie, this is Eddie Dacius. We're here for another episode. Um, we have a great guest, Ryan Street, with us today. He will definitely tell, tell us about his journey so far. But um, in 2018, um, Ryan moved in Boston, Massachusetts from Allen. And he started his own company. That's uh, that's already a great journey because not everybody have a chance to start their own company. So let's um, give a shout out to our sponsor. So that's his facility management man. uh, We'll sponsor this um, episode or sponsor this podcast. Uh, That's his facility management. You can call them now 617-237-0106. or go online www dasiusfm.com do
1: you want to maximize the value of your commercial property and achieve optimal productivity and efficiency in your day-to-day business operations that's where Dacius facilities management can help dfm offers boston area businesses help in key areas like building and preventive maintenance handyman services project and vendor management and even security consulting at competitive rates Call Dacius Facilities Management now at 617-237-0106 or visit DaciusFM.com today.
0: DaciusFM.com, 617-237-0106. Like I said, we have a great guest. Um, We have somebody who started their own career in term of um, starting their own business. But um, he will tell us more about himself. His name is Ryan Street. Um, Ryan, how are you doing today?
2: Hey, Eddie, I'm good. Thank you so much. Uh, it is super cool to be on here with you. Thank you.
0: All right, so we, like I promised, we we always have a good guest. So Divine Purpose is all about um, sharing other people's journey. And we have Ryan Street with us. So let's start with the show Divine Purpose Podcast.
1: Welcome
2: to the Divine Purpose Podcast, where we transport you along one of the more dynamic
1: journeys of life. Have you ever been curious to know what it takes to become a successful leader or about knowing the secrets of life through the Bible? How about engaging
2: in conversation where no topics are off limits? We will take you to new levels with guests who can help you grasp the importance of your calling. Now, here's your host, Eddie Dacius, founder of Dacius Facilities Management.
0: So, like I said, we are Ryan. So, we have a famous question for all our guests What can you tell us about you today?
2: What can I tell you about my today? Is that the question? Eddie? Yeah. Well, today it's been actually a bit of a crazy one. Uh, so far, I've been on an estimate walkthrough um, on a super cool project. Um, okay. I've been to a funeral. Mm. And now I'm here with you this morning. So yeah, Monday, it's been a mad one. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not over yet. So yeah, that's how Monday is you, you never know what you're going to get
0: i know that's exactly what it is for us who's uh who's um working in the facility world um, facility management or in the contracting world so let, let's go with this question how was it for you is there like a culture shock you experienced moving from boston to uh, from yeah i would say that that's
2: you know um it's it's just to give a little bit of background there i was born here in boston um okay I moved to ireland at age five, um, with my accent but I, I grew up in ireland i went to school in ireland so i went to college in ireland and i moved back here in 2018. Okay. Um, i was i was 21 and there definitely was an element of culture shock um certainly you know and how business is done how people interact and the directive you know, the direction of people. Um, yeah. so definitely took a getting used to and as I'm sure you know yourself, there's ways to sell to people, um, that are from a different culture from your own but also there's different ways of connecting with those people.
0: Uh, you, you definitely, you on point on this. Um, let, let's go about challenges. Can you share three challenges event in your life and how did they challenge you?
2: Well, I would say three challenges First challenge was probably my first ever painting project. Um you know, that that first summer when I started, it was just myself. Um yeah. I had a wheelbarrow uh, to carry around my tools. So I would say that first project was a was a real a real challenge. Um a second challenge was probably starting with a crew, starting to manage people, um, being responsible for people and you know just having a business grow beyond yourself and it's was yeah. a challenge and i would say for my third uh, highlight challenge um i'm just going to say the whole kind of standardization of processes and yeah. getting to the realization of okay I, I, I can't keep running my business this way it's running me uh, so i need to take control and uh, i've been on this this kind of journey uh, you know for the last couple of years of now trying to challenge myself to Okay, what is our process, and you know, have documents uh, that I can point to for every step along the way.
0: And, and this is great because um, you're saying this because that's uh, definitely what needs to happen to create that sustainable, sustainable growth you're talking about. But um, can you go a little bit deeper? So, what kind of gets you to go to that path? You know, some people will probably stick. To it and then never change. So, what kind of get you to realize you kind of have to change your process?
2: I think it was really just you know I uh, it, I you know uh, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. I I have a hard time kind of you know letting things kind of you know quitting at things or, or maybe that's a and it's nowhere. But I wasn't ready to give up the business. I knew I could do better, and I knew that there was something missing. And yes. it was understanding that my quality of life could improve if I can yep. properly articulate my process. I would say was you know the, the the main catalyst for me kind of starting on that
0: on that journey. So let's go on a better note in terms of um, your childhood memories. Is there any favorite memories you want to share with us today?
1: That's
2: a a great one. Again, I feel like if we're going to try and tie it into painting, I would say, you know, I have some really fond memories of painting my house. I have some funny memories of, uh, you know, my mom taking into painting the entire kitchen cabinets, uh, you know, some random Tuesday. (laughs) and kind of being thrust into that project and, you know, that just being like those initial steps into, you know, into my trade. Um, so yeah, that's childhood
0: memory. So, so what, what got you to painting? Because you know, something like, I'm, I'm not going to lie, man. I, painting is a great thing to do, but you feel like, I feel like I don't have the patience for it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I hear that. I hear that. I would have said something very similar, uh, a couple of, you know, uh, you know, maybe 10 years ago. Um, I'll tell you what it was. I came to Boston for a summer um, during college, and I was lucky enough to meet an Irish gentleman that had moved here in the 1990s. Uh, he set up a painting company and we met at the UPS store. I was actually printing off my resume and um, I was wearing a, a sports team from Ireland t-shirt that a pest yeah. certainly recognized and said hey are you looking for a job I know this Irish guy so he gave me his number I I, lo and behold I met up with um I met up with my soon-to-be employer and the following year he helped me establish my own company upon returning to Boston full-time wow
0: oh clear was that man
2: yeah it was it was just such a you know just the way the stars aligned it just you know felt like an opportunity that I I, you know I I really um you know as I'm sure you know yourself with the painting look it's it's such an ideal business to start into the you know the the cost of getting into it is relatively low you know yeah Uh, but it, it was really his his mentorship and support really that helped me say okay no I have a real opportunity here I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a go
0: So uh, allow me to go a little bit back in your past. So let's, uh, let's, let's picture Ryan in in high school. How was Ryan in high school and in terms of like, what was his dream job and is he following his dream job now?
2: Yeah, I would, honestly, uh, my mom will laugh about this, but I would say that, you know, uh, that high school Ryan, he was kind of, you know, very much on the track of going to college And pursuing a career, Um, you know, the thought was at the time around in politics or journalism. Um, But Mm. business and entrepreneurship were always kind of there. Um, You know, there was always kind of that entrepreneurial uh, interest, Um, you know, so I wasn't sure how it was going to fall out, but I I had a rough idea.
0: Um, This is great to hear because my next question is about... um, which of your accomplishment you're the proudest
2: which my the, the proudest of yeah it's proud uh, that's a good one jeez uh, you don't think about these things you know and it is good to think about them but what's coming to mind is um uh, it's called an art chastis. it's a certificate of fluency that's awarded by Irish language colleges uh, in Ireland and yeah. I studied there for five years just three weeks every summer but over that three weeks every summer I was you know I was lucky enough to develop a good working sense of Irish my language which is you know kind of not a very well spoken widely spoken language um, and I, I kind of got to a level of fluency with that and uh, um, I would say that's what's coming to mind right now. Whether or not that's my proudest achievement, I
0: don't know. But so, and hey, this is great because my question: what kind of gets you to do it? So I know uh, most people would probably d- say they are like a, they are the ultimate patriot, patriot, right? They wanna right. embrace all the culture of their um, ancestors. So, what was your reason?
1: Yeah,
2: I would say, you know, kind of going back to the high school, Ryan, definitely history, politics were a huge part of my, you know, my world at that time. And I would say that the, that interest pushed me towards engaging with the culture and engaging with the language and learning the language was just the way that I could feel more a part of that community and more uh, a part of my culture, I
0: suppose. So, which one of, is, is there something you wish you knew before you started this company? <laughs> yes,
2: definitely, I could definitely, I mean, I, there's no one takeaway, I think that, I, I do wish that someone told me, I think I've said this maybe more than others, I, I wish someone told me that sometimes not doing something is is as important as doing something. So mm. in other words, the opportunities or the, you know, the shots you, that you don't take, you know, sometimes yeah. it works out, it, you know, you weren't meant to take that shot and, and that actually worked out better, you know. And, can I, you give
0: me an example?
2: Of course. Yeah. Just talking about, you know, that big shiny project that comes along that's, you know, just actually a little bit too far of a reach. Understanding what is in your circle of competence can mm, wow. you know, really brand you and, you know, just help you not make mistakes that you don't need to make you know it's, it's, yeah, so would,
0: would you say that um, it's important to focus on the growth where embrace the journey the reason I'm, I'm I'm going that direction because yes some people grow fast you know but you don't they don't know why they don't know because they grow fast right. Yeah, but I mean, when you grow on your perfect um time on no perfect or like um flow you kind of absorb all the mistake and you get more confident in your capability right.
2: yeah I think you know what you're saying there Eddie reminds me of the, the triangle um of quality speed and time you know uh, okay it's basically pick two you know. You can have quality and speed, um, you know, at the expense of time. And um yeah, it's just if I were to say that if to be focused on growth was the answer, um it would seem too simple. I think it's more complex than that, but I think yeah, that's where
0: you know? I agree too. I agree. And I think you we 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 share the, the same as I don't know my first client was a a professor from Wentworth. So I have a bachelor in project management from Wentworth Wentworth University in Boston. And I, I had that conversation because he was expressing that there's a lack of facility managers out there. And he ended up giving me my first client. And I think it's similar to you, looking for a job and you met somebody who cannot be become your employer and now you are your own boss but do you focus on the impact you have on being a business owner where your your business helping people reach their goal is there a toll on you to perform and to make sure the business is success is successful
2: Yes, I think so. I think like, you know, reaching, you know, in terms of engaging with the community, you know, there are different ways that businesses can do that. I see our role there as, you know, yes, obviously helping homeowners, helping businesses, but a real example is, you know, the elderly lady that lives alone that's having a difficult time getting a quote in our neighborhood, uh, yeah. you know, our service level agreements are that that lady is going to receive an estimate, you know, within 48 hours. Yeah, we, We're going to at least help her with an estimate and, you know, reasonable price for her job. You know, so I, I see in many ways, you know, and sometimes those jobs, as you know, yourself, Eddie, is like, they're not the most favorable jobs, you know, but, mm. I think there are ways in which businesses can just have baseline ethics that mean that you know they're they're responsible members of their community, and that in itself is a path to growth. You know, I can't I can't stress that enough. Having a business that was being built on word of mouth referral, it's just you know e- even those those smaller jobs that um, don't seem great at the time can lead to a massive referral.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, you you and you definitely are right. So let's go with. Is there somebody, is there like, is there an advice you would give somebody who's starting the career? They might not go in the painting industry or construction industry. What can we share with them today?
2: Yeah, I would say, you know, um, again, I'm just going to go with what's off the top of my head, but. Two years, one mouth, you know, listen, you know, we've, we have two years, one month for a reason we're, you know, trying to do twice as much listening as speaking, um, mm. you know, I think it's just the quickest way of learning. It's the quickest way of absorbing, you know, take advantage of the early time, um, in your career. That's the time to make mistakes and learn and figure out that's when you have the most flexibility with the people around you, you know, they're the most willing to give you a little bit of slack. Um, yeah, that's
0: what I'd say, I think. And that's a great advice, man, because uh, um, I, I teach. I'm a I'm a instructor, locksmith instructor. And I told the students that you better make mistake in the class than doing it out there. You know, and it's basically the same thing you're saying. Mm. It's OK to make mistakes early and grow from that. So is there a personal experience that kind of got you to know that or is it you just know it by so did you know that yeah
2: i think it was just good figures around me good people around me you know um when i kind of was starting yeah. in the trade um you know i i just really saw the value and i saw how the people around me listened i, I think i just was fortunate to work in good places um i've worked with some You know other contractors you know in those first two three years during you know the painting uh low season in the winter i worked with with various different contractors and had some excellent experience there so yeah i really would point to that
0: Um. so let's go with the process of starting the business because it's challenging for everybody it's different for everybody like you said you said it might be easier to start a painting than starting a facility management or construction company or a cleaning company what was your process
2: so our process for starting the business um in general just how did we go about it
0: yeah like uh, i know you so let's take us to the mindset what was like step by step what you did because some people might be on your first step, right? Gotcha. Say gotcha. they kind of guide them to, to go forward. Gotcha.
2: Right. Well, it's, um, yeah, it's really, I think nailing down what type of company you want to be first and foremost. Um, right now, um, we are an S corporation. Um, I co-own my business with my business partner, Tiago. Um, So if you're in a partnership type, uh, you know, if you're thinking about going into business with friends, whoever that is, um, I would say really nail what type of structure you're going to file as. Um, That's not advice obviously, but just make sure that that's nailed. That's really going to have the biggest implication, I think, as far as tax goes um, further down the line. Um, Okay. After that, I would say that website, I would say get your name right straight off the bat, you know, spend time thinking about your name. Um, you know, think about your services and business plan, business plan. Don't not do a business plan. Don't start until you've done the business plan. I didn't oh, listen to that. Voice.
0: Oh, hold on, hold Ryan, I'm going to challenge you on this. <laughs> why, why, why are you saying this? Why?
2: A business, why do you need a business plan before you start? Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't improve what you can't measure. And I think that once you, I, I, I hear that arguments about don't start the business plan until you're in the business. You can't know what you you can't know what you don't know until you're starting it. Right. I get that. But I think that it's better to start with some type of template that you can adjust and improve as you're running the business. I think that's easier to do as opposed to starting to make that business plan alongside starting the business, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it makes perfect sense because I did I did the same thing you did. Yeah, I started a business plan. It wasn't complete because I feel like I didn't know a lot to put on it. But I wanted to focus on the mission, the value, you know, who we are, you know, and then what type of um, audience, target audience we wanted to, to operate in. But yeah. Um, some people will kind of get challenged on this because they started their business without a business plan and they, they have been successful, you know?
2: Yeah. Look, I, that, and that was, that was me. That was see, I, as well. You know, we started without that business plan and it kind of, you know, then it, it, you know, it very quickly, then it, it filled those gaps fill in themselves, you know, whether that's written down or not, but, um, yeah, I I think that I, whether or not people that's what people do. I think that's maybe what people should try and do. Have a yeah, bit of an idea, roughly.
0: So or, or, did you did you look for outside outside resources for like or to know what to because most people they don't really know what to write a business plan. Right.
2: Yeah, I think definitely a huge resource for us was SCORE. Uh, the service
0: core yeah, of- I mean, score Yeah, your score, man, score. Yeah, I did it too, fantastic,
2: man. Fantastic resource. Um, it's, very,
0: it's very detail-oriented. Tell you exactly yes. how to do it step by step. So shout out for scores.
2: Yes, absolutely. They were super helpful. I mean, thinking back now to those early months of, you know, Tiago and I kind of establishing our, our, um, you know, our new business plan with Score, like they helped us every step of the way. They had lawyers um, that we were able to contact. There was accountants that we were able to contact, all free of charge, just seriously, um, one-stop shop, you know. And again, no need to overcomplicate it. I think there's way too many resources out there. I think, you know, pick two or three and just try and kind of two or three comprehensive resources and try and stick to them. So now, overwhelming
0: otherwise. I will go with you choosing a partner to start your business. (laughs) That's a, that's another headache for some people, (laughs) you know, how was your process?
2: Yeah, my process was kind of, it was not a typical kind of thing. It was, um, I started the business myself as a sole proprietor back in 2018 and, you know, ran the business through 2022. Um, at which point, or through that time, Thiago, um, my current business partner, had worked with me on the crew. Um, he is a very close family friend um, of my partner's family. Um, they've known each other for fifteen plus years. Um,
0: yeah.
2: So he came on great recommendation, and we instantly got off really well. And fast forward to, you know, the end of 2022, we decided. 2021, pardon me, sorry, all of these years are mixed up in my head now, but we decided to, you know, get together, form a new company and, uh, and and work together on something new.
0: Um, and this is great, man. This is, I'm so far from you. So let's go in the financial aspect of the business because which is, this is a big one too, you know, um, I was fortunate to, to start the business a way that unconventional where my first client was my first money. Technically I have my website, all that. So what was your, your process?
2: My process. Yeah. Well, I was a recent immigrant. Um, I just kind of landed here. I got, I started knocking doors. I didn't. Uh, yeah. As far as capital goes, um, again, my mentor, Helped me out massively. He got me uh, the bare needs equipment and two thousand dollars cash, and that's what I had to start mm. the business. And um, that was a huge help. Again, look, I was a twenty-one-year-old just finished college. um You know, just paid, paid for the first lesson deposit on a place and. Brookline Village, it was, uh, you know, it was very tight. It was very tight, we'll say.
0: Yo, Brookline yeah. Village, man, this is a big... If you got this client, this is a huge one, man. They are... How I many acres they have? They have a bunch, a bunch yeah, of... bunch I mean...
2: It's yeah, a beautiful spot. It just happened to be we moved in for the summer for a sublet and uh, it just happened to be a fantastic residential area. It meant that I didn't need a van um, in that first pretty much that first season. So as I say, I, I I used a wheelbarrow to transport the ladders. I'd get up at 4 a.m. Uh, so nobody would see me and uh, bring the van or sorry, bring me up the wheelbarrow with the ladders and all the equipment to the site.
0: Wow. Wow. This is great, man. This is great to hear. Great content because um, people, I like this type of conversation where we go below the surface. Yes. The business might be established now, but things we did to kind of get it there, that's where people are going to learn more right. because everybody can say, yeah, we have a successful build, build this business, but they don't tell you like, you know, the in and out of it. So now, is there a no-no in this industry? You learn so far things you say, you think there's no no, like do not do.
2: That's a geez. These are some great questions, Eddie. Um, a no-no. That's there's definitely a few. I would say, you know, when it comes to the commercial type of work, I guess I'd like your input on this. But when it comes to borrowing other people's tools. Yeah. I would say I'm not in favor of borrowing someone else's ladder, we'll say, or you know, impact. Yeah. I would say, you know, roughly to my crew, you know, if we're on a site or, you know, I would suggest maybe not doing that. It's not a massive no-no, but, you know, if you're stuck.
0: Yeah, yeah, I got you. Well, why? I
2: think, honestly, safety, I think I've just, I, you know, as, as be, being the young guy on the site too many times, you know, the older guy might've came and took my ladder, let's say, you know, and then all of a sudden I'm stuck and I can't do my job or I'm forced to do it in a way that's unsafe, you know. So I think I've seen the other side of it. Um, and I think it's, yeah, ideal world. Everybody really has their own stuff, but you know,
0: that's not yeah. that <laughs> I know. Oh so this is this is great so let, let's go to um our break so we have um ryan street with us is the owner of ryan painting co and we're having a great conversation so far all right so let's go back uh, let's come back with um our break with um divine purpose podcast and this is um eddie Dacier.
1: what comes before making a smart decision choices a smart choice is the best option which is who we are that's why our clients expect more from us and in return get more in everything we do we understand the problem that's why we thrive for excellence we don't just create a winning culture we aspire to be a smart choice a voice for solutions we believe in integrity professionalism and teamwork Our passion is to bring results from our clients by working harder, smarter and faster. As a team, we always deliver because we recognize your needs. Choosing smart influences us to be the best version of ourselves. That makes us different than other companies. It makes us confident in achieving our goals. It makes us who we are. And it makes us DFM, the smart choice.
0: Yes, uh, DFM is a smart choice if you're looking for facility management, building maintenance, uh, vendor management, project management, locksmithing for your building. Call them now, 617-227-0106 or go online, www.dassysfm.com so we have ryan with us um, for more questions trade on hot topic. so hot topic is a segment where we talk about important topic question related to your career question our audience will not have the chance to ask you let's go with hot topic now <laughs> So, like you can see, we're gonna go deep. We're gonna, it's like a construction. All right, so let's go with this question. How was your confidence level starting your own business?
2: Ooh, I would say prior to starting, higher. I would say it's been on a roller coaster since <laughs> and I would say that it's maybe rebounding that. I hope it seems like. Well, why is that? Why is that? Yeah, I just think you start a business, your confidence takes a hit, you know. Um, you you, you kind of have to have a major check with your ego. You have to deal with a lot of, you know, FUD, a lot of head trash. Uh, and it affects your confidence, you know, absolutely. Your business is you. It's an extension of you that you're putting yeah. right into the world. And it's it's not nice. Um, we, it's we,
0: got, we gotta we got go deep, man. We gotta go deep. Spill the beans, man. Why was it? What? Why, why is it didn't happen? You know? So what I'm saying is you said that uh, when you start your business, right, confidence is high and then something happened, you'll check your ego, right? Yeah. (laughs) Can you get an example what happened?
2: Totally. Yeah. So I think, you know, anything really from just, you know, losing a job, you know, putting putting it. A lot of work into a deal, you know. Say, got a really high quality lead, super excited about a project that comes up, hanging a lot of hope on it. You know, in those early days, that was a massive blow. Um, Yeah. You know, that email saying, hey, thanks for the estimate, but we've decided to go for someone else. You know, around your time, you know, back then it was kind of like
0: that was just all feeding into negative, uh, frame of mind, which just. Yo, Ryan, man, you're speaking the true flower. It's like, that's going to lead to a question. But what I'm saying is this is where you spend time to do the estimation, right? (laughs) Yes. And then you got all the indication you get in the job. And you're not expensive. You're very competitive in your pricing. And you get that email. Sometimes you don't get it. But sometimes you get that email saying, thank you for your time, but we decided to go with another.
2: That's it. And that's, that's how it goes. Sometimes it's for the best, you know. It's
0: So what was your strategic plan in terms of establishing your pricing because starting your own business, you don't know if you, if you really do your research or to do the research, but most of the time you don't know how to price. Right.
2: That's, um, yeah, that's, that's a question I've had since day one. That's been like, you know, kind of, you know, one of the most burning questions, you know, uh, as far as needing answer goes. So in the early days, Eddie, it was very much, okay, let's think about this as far as how long that's going to take me and how long it's going to take to clean it all up at the end of the day, how long it's going to, or sorry, rather how much the materials are going to cost. And it, it just was very slow and very lethargic. So um, over the last two years, it's been, uh, Moving towards a spreadsheet whereby we worked out, okay, uh, these are all of the things that we do on interior jobs. These are all of the things that we do on exterior jobs. Uh, We figure out our price per linear foot for certain items, price per square foot for other items. And we figure out what our labor budget is. We figure out what our sales price is. I mean, it's, you know, it's made things a lot more straightforward. It's made, as I said earlier, can't measure it, can't improve it um so it's it's made adjusting to the seasonality changes easier um and it's it just makes me feel and the other guys more confident going to a customer saying no this is we have a standard price i'm not just making this up you know if you want to make a change in the future like i can track that you know that's not just a made up number so for my mm. confidence it's important
0: so is that helpful by doing this
2: I would say definitely. So much time saved. I think so much worry saved as well. Um, you know, I'm sure you've had this too, the sweats in the middle of the night thinking, oh my God, have I priced that job?
0: Ooh, yeah. Have I underbid? I, right, right. I thought I was alone on this. <laughs> <laughs> because... Yeah, you 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 taking you you thinking that oh, did I went too low? So mostly I'm always worried going too low. That's that's my thing. I never think I went too high. But I'm always worried I'm like I'm too low on the job.
2: Yeah, that's it. There's I mean there's always going to be that thought like is there money left on the table. Um but again, that's where it comes back to having a standard price, you know, if I know I've charged X amount of dollars for, you know, one square of shingles and 10 houses before this, and I'm charging the same amount for this house, then I feel okay about that because I've done it for this money before, you know? So again, it just comes back to if you have a set price, customer trusts you more, you trust your process more. And it's just more transparent and life's easier.
0: So I will go a little bit deeper on the set price. And I know you're talking about spreadsheet but let's go a little bit deeper on it. Like, let's break it down. It's, you have to document every job you do to like historical data, right?
2: Yeah, that's right. So, um, here, you know, understanding what, what happens here has been, you know, the crux of the business, uh, kind of strategy, business process, um, You know, so figuring out what what stage comes where, um, definitely. Like one part of how we've made that easier for ourselves is kind of having um, easier ways of recording all of these projects. Essentially, so what I'm talking about there is like a customer relationship management, to a CRM. Um, You know, we started using that about two years ago and that that was overnight the business changed. It was immediately it felt so much more like, okay, you know, we have a way to these with all these leads.
0: So um yeah, and this is this is great because um now we're talking about the digital software world and so the question I'm gonna ask you because you're talking about you had a mentor who has a business. <laughs> What did you take from him and what did you improve?
2: Yeah, I would say that um, what I've taken from him is that if you don't show the customer the way, they will make and take their own way. Um, You know, he had a very solid process that was on paper. That's what worked for him, and he's been doing this for you know a number of years. Um, and I just thought where I've improved that is probably just by bringing that into the digital age a little bit. Um, like I haven't been privy to his process, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, you know, just as far as bringing that into a, a more approachable usage points, like you know, uh, making things accessible on iPhone. And just having our google drive clearly laid out so that you're not clicking a thousand links to get to the folder you're trying to go to you
0: know? yeah no definitely um so let's talk about um you you said you you were born in boston and you went to Ireland. is there a misunderstanding about so what do you think people misunderstand more about i wish people
2: it's interesting i would say i talk with my girlfriend around this a lot between the differences you know um between irish kind of culture and the rest of the world but i would say that we're very indirect i would say that um you know maybe we don't like to take the quickest straightest line to approaching the topic at hand you know we like to zigzag and kind of gently ease our way into conversations and you know that's the same in business I think you know it's it's nice to have that kind of informality up front before getting into the the weeds
0: okay so (laughs) and this is great so far Uh, let's talk about the biggest job you had so far and how was your stress level and how was your process hiring people for that job
2: Biggest job so far um, has honestly been, uh, it's been fantastic, um, to be honest. It's just finished, funny you say that, uh, last week. And it's really been one of the first jobs that has gone through our pipeline um, with, uh, you know, Myself and my business co-owner having more clearly and defined roles, um, so it, it you know it's just it it was a real it was a it was a pretty big project by no means a, you know a massive project um, but it was a you know big project. It took you know six weeks and it really was a test of every stage of our pipeline and. Uh, yeah, just shout out to actually shout out to Tiago. He just fanta- he managed that fantastically well, and it was it was just a dream. Um, so, yeah, funny enough, they don't all go like that. That's unusual, I'll say. Not unusual, yeah. but you know, for such a large job to go off without injuries, it's just great. Um, and yeah, I just put it down to process and improving as we go. Small changes, small improvements. <laughs>
0: Um, let's talk about the process of hiring people, hiring staff, you know, like those jobs, they are big. There's a reason they're big. You need people to get to help and then keep that still same way of doing business. So when let's say somebody listening to this episode and they want to work with you guys, so what would be the pitch for them? What type of, um, the uh, employees you guys are attracting?
2: Yeah, I'd say we're looking for people that, you know, kind of fit the team. We want people um, from all walks of life to kind of, you know, people that aren't necessarily in our in our trade right now or that have, haven't necessarily got experience in other trades. You know, we are, we're kind of, we're just really looking for people that are willing to learn, that understand you know, okay, nice time to be a little bit urgent. You know, we're trying to, you know, people that kind of just have a good sense of awareness and, you know, it's, 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 it's not a very difficult job painting, but it's a skill and it has to be learned, and it, you know, it just takes the right attitude. It's, it's attitude.
0: Yeah, it's attitude, and I will agree. So, can you spot a bad employee or somebody who's not gonna fit with your team?
1: Yeah, usually
2: pretty quickly. Really? <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's just, it's kind of attitude. Like, you know, on a, on a job site, there's nowhere really to hide, you know, especially during this the exterior season, um, you know, we're all outside. Uh, and, I, yeah, it's really just attitude. Honestly, like, I, I think, I, I try not to ever write anybody off immediately, of course, but, you know, I'll have a, a general sense of... You know, I'll have a general sense after those first two, three weeks, I would say if someone's going to make it or not, you know, first two, three weeks.
0: definitely. So this is the time where we're going to talk about uh, the culture of your company. The reason we like to do this is because we feel like culture matter. Vision and impact in the community. Some people, that's why they 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 wanna they wanna be part of an organization or a company that value people. So, what's the p- culture like at Wine Co? Yeah,
1: it's.
2: I'd say it's it's it's. Uh, I don't want to use the word chill, but it's relaxed. To a point where, you know, we're we're understanding that we're in a marathon here, a marathon Monday. It's not a sprint. Um, I'd say that's kind of like the fundamental, kind of underlying um, rock of our approach. You know, we we understand the urgency of our clients' needs absolutely, but we also understand that, you know as far as process and all of those other challenges go they're not all going to be sorted this week you know the list never ends it's you know so I think we understand that we deal with that we're real with that um, and we just try to kind of be forgiving with each other uh, be understanding of each other you know we're all going through new stuff you know we're, we're growing and learning and every 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 corner is it's, it's a new lesson so it's yeah being you know good listeners being communicative and being supportive, I would say is a huge part of how our culture currently looks. So I'm really hopeful that we can keep that going forward.
0: It wouldn't fair if I don't answer the next question. Um, where where do you see wine painting coal in the next few years?
2: Yeah, I'd like to think that we will um, have nailed our process. I'd like to think that we will have expanded. I'm not sure what that's going to look like. Um, There are various ways of expanding. Um, So yeah, if anybody has had a similar experience or Eddie, likewise, please, I'm all ears. I'd love to hear more about um, anybody's opinions on how we can expand this business. But I hope it's, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for the future. And I, I think we're on a good path
1: and
0: I think so too because like I said as a fellow um, business owner we we want growth you know we want um, sustainable uh, financial uh, in term of like uh, settle down financially with like a steady growth you know um, but do you think this is the right path for you in term of investing your time in this business the reason I ask some people, they build, they build this building business to grow somewhere else where they're looking to say, okay, I make this successful. I'm going with another direction. Is that where you're at or is it all in for you?
2: For me, it's, you know, it's, it's all, you know, it, it, it kind of has to be all in there is, you know, the, so for the people that have second jobs and, you know, work the Uber shifts and, you know, fair play to them that are starting their, you know, new business like this, it's to really to run the business, to grow the business, to, you know, document process of a business. It's it's a full-time commitment. Um, and it's very hard to not see yourself doing that while you're in it, I would say. Yeah. Um, but as far as happy, you know, like I'm, I'm challenged here. I think that you know, the challenge is, you know, I, they're not going away anytime soon. It's it's difficult for me to speak <laughs> further on that, honestly, because it's like I don't see what else, uh, you know, will open up. But life has a funny way of um, putting those things out there. So I'm just along for the ride.
0: So uh, do you do you focus on project to project or you, you looking at like, um, because the reason I I'm saying this, so I don't do on call. I do contractual services. So when you have us, you have us for a length of time because I think it's better. We know your build business. We know the building kind of go with you guys in terms of like, uh, this is what needs to be done. And then especially as a facility manager, there was a forecasting aspect the client needs. So
1: what's your preference?
2: Right. Yes. So typically what we do as far as residential goes is a contract by contract base of course. Um, and then with our commercial partners, um, we'll have a, um, you know, a standard kind of process of working with those people whereby, you know, they kind of reach out, they put a job on our, um, in our pipeline and we take care of it for them kind of again on a contract basis. Um okay. so, you know, on call for certain partners, certainly, but at the end of the day it's still a contractual relationship.
0: Wow, that was great. That was great hearing you and um talking about the hot topic. I think you did great on that. No no sweat, right? <laughs> you did really great. So let's Thanks, this Eddie. is uh Ryan Street um with Eddie Dasher's on Divine Purpose Podcast on a hot topic. <laughs> So this question will go with um this is the fun part. We get into close to this episode, um the end of that um uh, great conversation with Fire Street. Um let's go with w- when you're not doing business, what is Ryan doing?
2: Um I <laughs> should be better at this, but um walking, um honestly. Uh have- Super lucky to live in a part of Boston where there's nice parks around. Um so yeah, I love to go for walks. I like to clean my car. Um I like to yeah, cleaning cars actually that's probably a big one. Um for me.
0: Yeah. Um uh, any are you a movie fan? Are you reading books? Or, so if you into any of that, if you any movies you will cut will come into the audience. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put out *Chain spotting, um, chain spotting is a recommendation for anybody that's up for a Ewan McGregor 1990s Scottish kind of movie. That's uh, one I've enjoyed recently. Um, and as far as a book recommendation goes further on to our conversation earlier, I would say, uh, the myth by Michael Gerber, um, is a book that I would recommend.
0: Mm, and why?
2: It was definitely like a huge part of me understanding, okay, now I have to make a, a process. You know, I have to I have to document this process. I don't have a business until I do that. Kind of is how I felt after reading that book.
0: Mm, that's good. That's good. That means I probably did a good job today.
2: Huh? I think it does. I think it does. Definitely.
0: Do, do you travel a lot? Uh, do you hi- hike? you ride bike, motorcycle?
2: Yeah, just uh, honestly, with my time off, I tend to kind of go back to Ireland when I can um, with my girlfriend. Uh, We go back, you know, sometimes three, four times a year. Super lucky there. You know, it's not a long flight. Uh, So yeah, that's kind of what my time spent uh, doing. Visit kind of New Hampshire, you know, the lakes up there. Yeah. Uh, Go swimming, stuff like that yeah business takes up a lot of time it's i know
0: yeah especially when you trying to build it you know from the ground up right so there's a lot of um, hours um so like i said this was great great uh conversation with you ryan we'll appreciate it um last word for you
2: yeah just um you know, I just to touch on what I just said, you know, it's important to kind of, in this line of work, go for it, but it's also important not to overdo it. It's a marathon, it's not a sprint, um, you know, so take every day as it comes. That's kind of, that's, uh, yeah, my final work, anybody trying to start a business
0: all right well said so this is eddie dasis with eddie um, with divine purpose podcast we had ryan street with us he's the owner of ryan painting co and we had a great conversation um definitely if you're into business and want some advice starting your own business you should listen to this podcast you can you can find us on all major platform or go on www.dppodcast.com or listen on podbean app podcast leave us a comment leave us a, a, a waiting and like this episode and share so this is Eddie Dacis with Divine Perfect Podcast thank you